did you did you really really want that cake and she was like no i just wanted it just i just wanted to have it because everybody else was having it and i was like well you, di you didn't want to have it so why did you have it in the first place and it was it was because of all that pressure she had in the room Hello carnivores and welcome to session number 13. Today we will be recapping the first annual Carnivorathon that was hosted last week by coach Stephen Thomas and Richard Smith from Keto Pro. Then we'll get into a topic for the day which is elimination <laughs> versus moderation. Um, now elimination can be used interchangeably with abstinence or abstaining. Um, just want to get that one clear because we'll be using different kind of words but they are the same thing. Um, so we're going to help you identify which approach is best for you. Before we start, our podcast review of the week is from Steph or Stefania Mariso. She says, great podcast, so much great content and knowledge shared by three great guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for the review. I appreciate that. All review, ratings and reviews do help us grow the show organically and we appreciate the support. Glad to hear you're benefiting from the content. The pleasure is all ours. So, firstly, Coach Mark, who was your favourite speaker at Carnivorephon last weekend? Well, apart from you two. Ah. Yeah, it had to be us, of course. Absolutely. Um, okay, so there's a few of them I liked. Um, I, Sean Baker was obviously one. I enjoyed listening to him. Uh, Dr. Shafe, he was very, very good. And there was a couple on it that I, I actually liked. Um, I think they were called um, Jen and Dave, I think their name was. The Unwins. Yeah, yeah, they were very, very good. They were talking about food addiction and stuff like that. I was, I was definitely into that one. And I think there was another lady on it. Uh, she was talking about mental health. I think her name was Rachel. Rachel, Rachel Brown. Brown. Brilliant. Very, very good. I got, I got really attached to that one as well. So it was very, very good. I'm, I've actually got a few more to listen to, but um, they were my favourites. Um, usually around food addiction and um, mental health, really. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, Coke? Oh my gosh, what, what, that, that is such a hard question, man. I mean, Richard killed it. Um, Steven killed it. Kevin Stock, I got a bunch of notes on him right now. I'm just trying to read through my cursive handwriting. <laughs> um, Dr. Lisa Weidman, she, 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 was, she was very, very impactful. Um, you, know who you know who had a really cool quote was, um, was Lily Kane. She goes, anyone is welcome to eat at my table, no matter what you're eating. Isn't that cool? I think that we can um, have a... We, we, we can give the impression as being judgmental, even though if that's not where we're trying to come from. Um, and a reoccurring theme that she had throughout her entire talk was everything should be done in love. Everything should be done in love. And so when that's correcting someone on a, on a, on a, on a better food choice that they could make or setting the example by, eat, by, by, eat, by eating meat-based and abstaining from carbs and abstaining from un unhealthy food choices, it's a personal decision that she has that she never pressures anybody else into. So I really, I really loved her take on that. Um, Judy Cho. Wow. Uh, I have to confess, I haven't really listened to um, and, and studied a whole lot of her work before, but um, I, lo I loved how she used props and visuals to uh, and visuals to get her point across. Um, let's see. Robert Sykes obviously completely killed it. Um, what was what was his, what was his biggest quote? The the ketogenic diet is the closest thing that we've ever found to the fountain of youth. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Um, and then and, and then actually your your talk, bro. Um, I, I I loved how how you were able to emotionally relate to every single listener with um, with, with with things that you're currently working through and and have overcome um, from being on the spectrum to, um, to eating disorders. I mean, like I can relate to pretty much both of those things. Most most mm -hmm. of it. Um, and, and back injuries for sure. I'm working through herniated discs myself right now. And so when you started talking about that, about how it could be debilitating, um, yeah, crippling and debilitating that very accurately describes what it's like having to live with a herniated disc and, and having to work through it. Um, mm. I thought that, I thought that your talk man was, uh, 10 times better than mine to be completely honest. You, you, I, 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 you got better questions than me to be fair. <laughs> I also yeah. had to follow you. <laughs> but uh but man but man you you just you 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 just you just killed it you 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 identified exactly where you're at in the um where your niche is within the carnivore space which is um after people have already for the most part uh been on the carnivore diet for some time and kind of gotten healthy um how to shape their body with it and that's something that you have just 100% completely mastered 
then of course you got Mark, who is the master of the therapeutic aspects of it and the health aspects of, of the diet. So um, I think that's why we make such a great team. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, thanks for the kind words, first of, first and foremost from both of you. Um, now for me, I think it was tricky to really decide. Um, I did go quite a few of the through uh, quite a few of the snippets of people's different talks um the ones that i appreciated the most um i do have some personal bias i, I am friendly with bart k um i would say him but you know i'm trying to eliminate that bias so i'll probably just say dr sean baker um what i liked about him was he said at the very end of his presentation before i started talking um probably interrupted a little bit was he sort of said you know, everyone here has a story to tell. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Everyone's story is important. Um, and I find that really empowering because people like um, myself have been on YouTube for like, I don't know, eight, nine months. Um, Colt's relatively new on the scene. Um, doesn't have a ginormous following. Like, I don't know, um, some of the, the, the people in the podcast have like 100,000 subs or whatever. Um, but that's not what's important. The importance is the story and how that person's ability um, or at least a personal experience can impact different people. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'd say for me, Sean Baker, Colt as well. And he rightly said, very rightly said, he did not get some very good questions at all. Um, I think that it kind of helped that I aired it on my own platform. So I got a load of questions. Um, so I was a bit, of, a bit of an advantage there. And I've got a very hard-headed cult following that um appreciate what i do so everyone was like on it click in type in stuff so that kind of helped as well which is quite nice um, yeah, Mar yeah mark and i are included in the category of a uh, hard-headed cult followers of yours sir <laughs> Jeez. yeah it's, it's funny um yeah I, I don't consider myself an influencer yet i still think until i've got 10k subs on youtube i don't i don't because i'd consider myself an amateur still which is i think a fair fair point but yeah anyway my second favorite um was actually Colt, funny enough. I think oh, I Colt had a story which was very relatable, a bit like he said about myself. Um, you know, family man, different life experiences, um, hit by what happened in the world in 20, well, I don't know, 2020. Um, how his, his life direction has changed. And I think that kind of culminates a lot of the thoughts that a lot of people might have towards their own lives. You know, I know a lot of people have, you know, changed their way of life because of what happened during that sort of period of time. Um, and yeah, I found Colt's story quite inspiring. And the questions that he did answer that he did, did have time to answer were well, well explained and made sense. So yeah, that's, that's my, my big two. Um, outside of that, there's loads of people that make good talks as well. But, you know, it's, it's very individual. And if you're to give it a, a score out of 10 based on different, all, all these different things, I'd probably say Sean and Colt are my favourites. Thanks, bro. And and and, and Mark, Mark, we gotta we gotta get you on next year, man. If there's one person that was missing in that lineup of what mm. like twenty or thirty speakers or whatever, um, I would have I I would have been extremely nervous, and people would have just picked up my voice just like that. So I, <laughs> I would have preferred not to been on that at all. Should have should have put all three of us. We should have had all three of us together. That's what we should have done. Yeah, that's why it would have been a bit more uh, a bit more relaxing for me. But when I did Jonathan's. The other day, like I look, I went back over and the amount of mistakes I made and it was just unbelievable. I was like, this is the reason why, like I just, I'm not a public speaker, if you, you want to say that thing kind of way. Because it's just, <laughs> I think I'm, out of all of us, you've got the best gift, gift, gift of gab, pal. Gift of gab, yeah. yeah. Once you, once, once you start talking, it's just like game over. And it's just like, <laughs> Mark, I, Mark, I, I, for I what you. On the, moder on, on the microphone, so it doesn't, because it's overheating. <laughs> yeah. Like, Mark, for what you think you lack in, like vocabulary or you skip over words or whatever it is, you definitely make up for in your engagement, your ability to captivate the audience. Um, as you're speaking, I think during one point of that video, I was tearing up a little bit because I was like, fuck me, I could relate to this. Um, I think Mark's story is very, very relatable. You know, had a hard upbringing, uh, maybe not much money, you know, had a shit diet. So I, could, I can completely relate to that. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and, and, if you, and if you're joining us for the first time, then go back to our last episode, Mark the Menace. You can hear all about it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. What did you What did you guys think of Carnivorathon as a whole? I I, th I think this is a huge, huge oh, step forward I, in the I, I yeah. space. Yeah, I actually said at the time it it was badly needed, badly yeah. badly needed because like people need to hear more of it, and I actually got a lot of people over here that I'm working with to actually go on and listen to it because yeah. I have a lot of people that are I'm working with at the moment that are in this space and they're always asking me questions, which which is rightfully so. They want to know a bit more about carnivore, they want to know a bit more about keto, and that's completely fine. But I'm say, I'm always sending on um, like podcasts. I've sent them on Colts. I've sent them on Jonathan's. I've sent them on Roberts. I've sent I've sent on loads. And I said, listen, this is massive marathon. You, everything that you need to know about this space is pretty much going to be shown in this in this whole thing. Um, and everybody pretty much that I work with, I'd say the twenty of them went online and really wanted to learn more about it. And that's amazing. And I think the more we do that eventually we will we will get our name out there and it will it will blow up because at the end of the day we're fighting a losing battle against the other side but i think we'll get there eventually yeah what, what i thought what i thought was an amazing testimonial to just the way of life in general was how steven and richard were standing up the entire time for 24 yeah. hours straight both i never ate engaged. they never yeah. ate they, they, they never, they, they, they never left except like maybe to go to the bathroom or something. But I mean, they, they yeah. were, they were fully engaged and talking and running the show the entire time. And it was nothing to them, you know? And, and it's like, if you're on a high carb diet, how can you even, how, how, how can you do that? Yeah. Oh, they would have been exhausted yeah. halfway through it. There's no doubt about it. If they were eating carbs, I'd say three or four hours in, you would have seen them yawning. You would have seen them getting tired. The energy levels would have been dropping. They would have been forgetting their words. They would have been stuttering. I mean, you would have seen a completely different um, performance in them too if they were on carbohydrate diet. There's no doubt about it. 100%. Yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I was so mind blown and just captivated by the, by the whole event in general after I was, after I was done speaking that I, I, I just stuck around and, and, I, and I, just kept myself I, I just kept myself busy in the office. I had my journal right in front of me and I was just taking notes on every single speaker, just one after the next, after the next, after the next. I, I had, I had, I actually had family stuff that I wanted to do afterwards, and I and I did. I got, I got, I got to it later. But you know, after after a couple hours, I did get a little burnt out and kind of brain dead. And I was like, all right, um, it's, it's it's Sunday, you know, when you go spend some time with the family. But I just, but yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't leave the office, and that's that's like never happened before. I, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I was like every single speaker. I was like, oh my gosh, now we have Bart K. Oh my gosh, now we have Dr. Sarah's Aldebar. And it's just like one after the next, after the next, and. And a lot, of, a lot of these people are, are 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 actually really good friends, dude. Do you guys ever notice how when you get? So I haven't I haven't really noticed this as much with uh, with with other influencers. And I'm certainly not putting any 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 other diets down, any 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 other um, communities down within the health space. But I, I, I but but I really believe that there's a come a team camaraderie to the point to where i mean every, every single speaker yeah they're great but when you get to know them by like um if, if, if from doing our own podcast and whatever when you get to know people like danny conway when you get to know people like steven and talk to them off recording um they 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 they, they want you to succeed like they they want they want us to succeed as coaches they want the carnivore diet to succeed as a way yeah. of life be, be, and, and for it to keep growing and having the traction it is there there's a there, there's there's a camaraderie and a community here that is very very tight-knit to the point to where people will bend over backwards for each other and do just about anything for each other because 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 we know that our, our message is helping people we know and, and, it's, and it's not it's not our message we're just we're, we're just we're just the coaches that are putting it into action yeah, I've I've had that experience myself as like a content creator. So Harry Sopanos has helped me a lot with my channel advice, teaching me different things. Um, Bart K is like, you know, went went about his own day doing 60, 80 hour weeks and had found time somehow to record stuff and show me how to do things online, um, how to set things up. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to take that help and just, you know, just go with it fine yeah but we have to also pass it forward so like yeah. i've offered to cult like a week or two ago i was like i can help you with this or your video or your audio or whatever um and the same with my friend claire from yeah and you um, do and i scale. appreciate that 
yeah, I mean, we have to keep passing it forward. So everything that we learn and pick up from each other, mm -hmm. people eventually find out, yes, we're all saying basically the same thing. That's because the facts remain the same. Um, we're, we're regurgitating the same thing because it is still true. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. And I think you, you definitely got a good point there. The, um, the collaborative effort of people in the carnival diet by far exceeds anything else from anyone else from other dietary um, mantras, I'd say. Yeah, there's way, there's way too much competition. You can see it. Way too much competition on social media. Whereas, whereas this community is, I love getting on here and getting and talking with you guys because it's just more relaxed. You can see there's no competition there. There's no hatred. There's no, there's nobody, there's nobody doing anything behind your back. There's nothing like that at all. You can see there's basically just everybody just feeding off each other, giving people support. And like I, for me, I've always said like I'd love to see like Jonathan do very very well on the show. Eventually, he comes back and do, he does amazingly well on his on his uh, show. And if I can help in any way, I will do it. Same with you, Colt, with, with your business. Since I've spoken to you since day one, we've just grew and grew and grew, and it's just it's just been amazing. And I know I wouldn't have gotten that with anybody else in the industry. I would have just people would just probably got a few pointers off me, and they probably would have done something behind my back. And it's just like mm. really, you know, do we actually really live in that world? It's just so that's why it's just amazing. I love being in this community. It's just amazing. It's amazing when you've just finished it like a hard day. And you just talk about stuff that you actually enjoy and you're talking with people that will support you, that will guide you. Because I've learned so much in the last couple of months off both of you. Like, mm. you know what I mean? I've always went into Likewise, this. Like, yeah. I've actually, you know, I've learned so much. And I want to continue doing that. Like, because nobody's perfect. But I've, I just, I, I can tell you right now, since I've met you two, I have learned so much. No doubt in my mind. Thanks, pal. And right and right back right 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 back at both of you guys. I mean, the that UK flag and the and the Ireland flag that are, that are that are in my studio. I mean, I I stare at those every single workout because I'm like, these are my coaches. <laughs> they just happen to live in different countries. But um, Jonathan's most... being mean to you and and Mark yeah. shouting at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when, so Mark, when you get over here and train me in person, then I guess that all the, all the truth is really going to come out, and you're going to see if I am training. Absolutely, you've not, you honestly, you've not, you you've no idea what you have. Yeah, I'm actually going to video it. I'm going to video and make sure Jonathan sees the whole thing. Oh man, he's right. shaking okay. everywhere like a leaf. He's going to be crying after this episode. <laughs> You'll see. You will know what failure feels like. Trust me, you will feel it. You will never, ever want to do 20 or 25 sets ever again. I think what will happen is when I train you, I think you will see for yourself. Oh, actually, actually, hang on a second. I actually didn't need to give my clients 20 or 30 sets to do. You will understand that you just need to do the bare essentials. Go in, take that muscle to failure. You'll probably go in and just do the five to eight max and you're done. That's it. 45 yeah. minutes in there, the job is done. And you won't need to do any cardio. You won't. You just need to focus on basically your movement, your walking, your steps, and just let the diet do the work. That's it. Simple. Fair. I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat an extra stick of butter or an extra keto brick or something the night before. I'll definitely be ready. <laughs> extra fuel. Extra fuel. Brilliant. Yeah. What's that? What's that word you were talking about? Calories, Jonathan. Oh yeah. Um. En entropy. Entropy. We've never heard of it, but Jonathan's up. Now. Oh god, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I might make a video on it one day, but it's it's like one of those things, you know. Like you know how we use different terminology sometimes. The reality is, I can tell you guys it, but you'll never actually end up using it because it it's like it's just it's just daft. You know, just say, oh, I eat a lot of food, or I don't eat much food. Um, I, I like to use mm -hmm. macros, like just say, or you know, grams of food. I think it works. Yeah, we'll leave that one for I think for for a little while until. Yeah. Until the audience is ready. Um, yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. So we've got the um, topic of the day, which is eliminator or a moderator. Um, so, Colt, which one are you? I am an eliminator. And after, right before we started recording, I just took a look at um, the entire list of 16 athletes that were training. And eight of them are eliminators. And the other eight are moderators. <laughs> so uh, it is literally split 50-50. So the, the, the difference between an eliminator and a moderator 
generally speaking, when most people use these terms is referring to, and so I just want to make sure we're all on the same page with terminology. Generally speaking, it could, we're, it's not like we're all in different countries or anything and use different words for, for this and that, but uh, moder moderators and, uh, and, and eliminators. So generally speaking, an, an elimination diet is where you say no to everything except a handful of foods and you stick to those. And um, usually it's for weight loss because if you're eating less variety of foods, then you're, uh, when you, when, when you, when you eliminate most of what you're eating, I mean, you're just eating less food at the end of the day. And so you're going to be losing weight. And so for most people, that's a step in the right direction. Um, that can also backfire if there's, a, if there's some of your favorite foods that you can no longer eat. Like for example, you tell a child not to eat a cookie. Okay. So now what is he going to do? He's going to be thinking about that cookie because you just told him not to eat the cookie. Right? So that that type of psychology can um, can backfire. Um, <clears throat> a moderator would would be someone that can eat whatever they want, um, but keep it limited. I cannot do that. I do not understand how people have the ability to do that. I cannot eat one cookie and then stop after one cookie. If I eat one cookie, the entire rest of the bag is gone, and then I completely fall off the wagon after that, and it all goes downhill. So, kind of like an alcoholic. Um, I just don't even touch it because I don't want to open up that can of worms. And so it's been quite some time since I've had any carbohydrates. Um, within, within, um, within the context of a meat-based diet or any, or, or, or any, any kind of um, um, a specific diet, there's elimination and moderation within that too. And so like within our community, what, is that, what does that look like? Um, the lion diet, for example, would be a type of elimination diet within the carnivore diet that is going to be something that um, allows you to troubleshoot what foods work for you, what foods don't work for you, along with a number of other benefits with the lion diet. Um, but that's pretty much where I'm at right now, is eating um, nothing but beef, dairy, and that's pretty much it. Um, and, and then keto bricks, but keto bricks are mostly dairy. So um, my body thrives on all those foods. <laughs> we were just talking about, uh, earlier about um about doing an entire episode on this and so if, if you if you want an episode on this then let us know um how much should you fart when you're on the car when you're on the carnivore diet <laughs> but if, yeah if review I'm, us below and comment <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I uh, my, my digestion has never been better in my entire life because of, because my body knows exactly what it's getting every single day and for some people that might make them go crazy this is not what i recommend for everybody to do mm. Unless your body's telling, giving you signs that this might be a good direction to head, then I might encourage you that way. Um, but but before before going before going carnivore and before especially before going to pretty much exclusively beef right now, um, I, I used to I used to pass gas just like all the time, like through high school. Like it was it was like the it, it was it was like I wore it with a badge of honor. You know you know you're a redneck when your dog farts and you claim it. <laughs> so uh, I. It, and, and so as, as of lately, I mean, like, I, I just literally, I, I just, I just don't, I don't pass gas anymore. My, my, my digestion is great. I've been on one or two meals a day for two, I think almost, almost getting up on three months now. Yeah. Because I committed three months out to, to do to doing this up to the show. And then it just got to a point after a couple of weeks where it wasn't even hard anymore. It was easy. It was, and, and now I just, I, a chicken doesn't sound good. Pork doesn't sound good. Fish doesn't sound good. When I'm, when I'm hungry, I want one thing and one thing only, beef. Um, I'm training about five or six. Let's see. Lucky's this way. Wendy's this way. I'm using their names because they've been on my podcast before. Like, they are not shy about social media. They're actually pretty proud of this. <laughs> um, yeah. But but they got me They got me into it. And I thought, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll be on record saying this, and I, and I told them this, too. Um, I thought they were crazy. I was like, are you kidding me? All you want me to write? Are you are you trying to be the easiest client in the world? You want me to write you a meal plan that has nothing but beef and butter, and that's it. I mean, like, 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 not even organs, not even, not, not even venison, not even chicken, not even bacon, uh, no eggs. Are you sure? Like nothing else? And they're like, yeah. Literally, my, my body is telling me that all, all, I, all I want is straight, is straight up, uh, is straight up beef, ground beef, um, in, in particular, probably because it's fattier. And so, and so I, I was super intrigued by it and I was like, okay, maybe you all know something that I don't know. And so I just went all in with it and I've never looked back when someone says, um, how often do you, how often do you break your lion diet or your modified lion diet? I say as often as I want to, I, I, eat, I, 
eat other food whenever I feel like eating it. I just never feel like eating food that's not beef at the moment. <laughs> so after so after after this show this weekend, um, and then after the podcast that I record with Robert Sykes, I want I, I just want to keep doing this for a cup for a couple more weeks, real strict until I vent, until I venture off of it again. Um, but I'm keeping and, and I and I and I have had let's see eggs here and there, particularly duck eggs. My 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 parents um, live 20 minutes from us, and they have um, they they raise their own duck eggs. They're absolutely delicious. Um, let's see, I've had venison a couple times, uh, but I mean that's pretty much it. It's been very very it's been very, very few times that I've ever uh, strayed away from just like my normal meal plan. Um, but I'm going to keep doing the keto bricks and the beef every day until I record with Robert Sykes. Cause I just wanted to tell him how, how everything went. Um, but as far as, but as far as people that were training, I mean, I got, I got some people that that would make them go absolutely crazy. Um, Adam and Chrissy, they, they were just on our show too. They're getting ready. For, they're getting ready for their um, first competition on a meat based diet. But like they, they, they like their yogurt. They like their omelets. Like they like to go out to eat. They go out to eat all the time and they're really, really good on it. They, they are so disciplined. They send me pictures every time that they're going out to eat. Um, let's see. Dr. Epic, my chiropractor from LA. He's a total eliminator. You know, the, the complete opposite. He's, he's just like me. This dude eats nothing but, um, not, nothing but ground beef, steak, and keto bricks. That's literally it. This he's been eating it for months. He loves it, and he's probably not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, I could go on and on, but I don't want to take the floor away from either of you, gentlemen. So yeah, that's uh, th these are these are things that you need to ask yourself. Uh, ne neither neither approach are wrong. It's just a matter of what's what's best for you. It's a, it's okay to eat the same thing every day, provided that you're not getting any nutrient deficiencies. But I mean, beef has all the nutrients that your body needs, as far as I'm concerned, unless you have a specific health condition. Um, and then, and then there's the people, and then, and then we have we have some people to wear. I mean, they like Taylor, for example. That would make her go crazy, and 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 her 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 body. She she feels like her body's telling her that she needs to eat more of a more of a variety, and so she does. Um, it's ninety percent carnivore. Occasionally, she'll choke down a salad or something just because she just because she's craving, so she doesn't actually choke it down. But um, she's, you know pretty much all across the board as far as, as as far as animal products go there's a green light on everything um our kids are like that too and so i think for the most part or at least from a performance standpoint um and and an adherence standpoint it comes down to the individual um when when we start talking about um the exact nutrient levels that you may or may not be missing out on specific meats um that's kind of where i would encourage someone to book a consultation with either with either one of you guys, because that kind of gets out of my area of expertise. But you, Mark, what do you think? Well explained, by the way, Carl. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I'll just make mine pretty much as brief as possible. So, so I'm pretty much the same. I'm 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 an eliminator as well. So usually I get an awful lot of women coming on to me that have serious health conditions and are pretty much they're really obese. So I'll get an awful lot of women that'll come on to me with uh, symptoms like PCOS. And this is pretty much um, a diabetes of the of the ovaries, where the blood sugar pretty much impacts your health. Your health. So the first protocol for me is to reduce the sugar as much as possible. So I'll look at the diet. I'll, I'll see that most of the diet is probably uh, processed. There's a lot of carb in there. So I want to try. And, I want to phase that out as much as possible. So in order for me to phase that out, I need to come up with something to, to pretty much fill them up and be more satisfied with the food they're eating. So I want to I want to shut their hormone off straight away. So I will get them onto a higher fat ratio, first of all. Um, I might leave the carbs in here, just as I said, just I won't pull them out straight away. Um, I'll just gradually bring them out and then they'll turn around and say to me, I, I don't miss them anymore. I don't, I don't want them anymore. Sugar tastes completely different. My taste buds now are completely different. So this is where I'm saying, okay, everything's working perfect now. Let's just move on to a higher fat diet. Let's move on to like carnivore. Let's stick to say about maybe about four or five foods. And because most of these women as well, these could have issues with gluten, with dairy, with fiber, stuff like that. So they're probably di di their digestion is all over the place. So it's a, it's a matter of saying, OK, listen, this is what's causing the issue. You may have to go a, a, down this route and it could be just a meat based. So what I'll do is I'll say to them, OK, let's just try it for a week. Let me know how you feel at the end of the week. So they'll get back to me saying, listen, Mac, I feel fantastic. I feel amazing. So I'm saying, okay, what's the point in going back and bringing in your standard fiber meals, your carbohydrate meals, 
all these dairy products when it's actually going to interrupt the digestion, the digestive process. You're com- you're probably going to be inflamed. You're probably just going to feel like shit. So I'm asking that guy, what do you want to do? Do you want to be, do you want to wake up every day feeling good? Do you want to be going to the gym performing at your best, or do you want to be going to the gym like exhausted, tired, drained? Like you're you're going to get injuries. You're probably going to be in pain most of the time. And it's always I think that I uh, that's why when I actually teach them that way. They understand the elimination part of the diet. They understand why I have to remove this and I have to remove it because it doesn't, it doesn't coincide with their body. So they just want to eat, basically to feel good. They want to wake up every day feeling great. They don't want to go into work like exhausted, having the nap during the day, snapping at people, giving out to the other half, giving out to their kids. They don't want to be doing that. They want to just live a healthy life. They're not, in, they're not interested in the whole. Uh, look, I want to look a certain way. They just want to feel healthy. And then once they start feeling healthy, then pretty much everything around them then gets a lot better. So it's definitely, it's something that I always recommend at first. Let's try and elim- eliminate as much out of the diet as possible that you actually don't need, uh, sorry, but you actually don't need and sugars high, the li- high up the list. So anything that's carbohydrate based, it's gone. And um, let's just focus on satiety. So we won't focus on high protein. We're just getting those fats in there, those essential fats at first then there will be a moderation in the food. So there will be a variety in the foods. Maybe, as I said, there could be maybe four meals and there could be a different meat source. The only reason I do that is because just to keep them happy and to keep the digestive process pretty much happy as well. Um, so, and, it's, and it's very, very hard to say to somebody, um, listen, you're only going to be eating red meat twice a day or you're going to be eating red meat three times a day. It's just not sustainable, especially if you're only starting off with somebody. But if you get them different options, and say, right, okay, this is, we can add in this, we can add in the bacon, we can add in the salmon, we can add in the steak, you know what I mean? We can add in different kind of foods, and then they'll come back to me with the, the input, the feedback that I need to know. And then it's a, it's a matter of like just, just giving them the foods that are going to optimize their body to perform better on a daily basis. Yeah, I like that, Mark. Yeah, you covered a lot of ground there. I appreciate that answer. Mm-hmm. I, it makes sense. I agree with both of you. I think both of your, your opinions are very valid, and it seems to it does make logical sense to me um i'll just add a few little tidbits of information i have so in may sophie and i went to the public health collaboration in sheffield in in england and we encountered a lady called i think her name's dr georgia Eid, um and she's a you know how to explain it like a a food psychiatrist psychologist kind of thing i've butchered her title but that's effectively what she does she did a presentation, she's worked with lots of clients, lots of different people. Um, her research seems to indicate that most people, not all, but most people, seem to benefit most from eliminating these things from the diet or like abstaining. So just not having them at all. Um, which is interesting because, you know, we all have different clients, different experiences. Um, I'll say for myself, most of the people that I work with that have the best success with the diet tend to eliminate all the junk food from the diet, so the things they perhaps shouldn't be eating. Um, now, con- contrast to that, Sophie, she's an abstainer, not an abstainer, she's a moderator. So she can have a square of chocolate every now and then. She can have a, a hot chocolate with some milk and put a bit of sugar in it. That's fine. She won't just, you know, pile it and pile it and pile it. She'll just have a serving, you know, a fair serving. I don't, I don't get people that can do that. My, my, yeah. my dad can do that. I'm like, how is that possible? How can you stop? <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, then I'm not like that. I have to abstain. Now, I've come to my way of doing it for personal reasons. Um, a bit like Colt. Colt and I have a history, a background of binge eating. Um, we've both, I believe, have perhaps comfort eated, perhaps like volume eated. We've tried to eat a lot of food just to feel full because we, we somehow have that void in us. We need to emotionally fill it with food, something like that. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but that's what I'm guessing. Um, and what I found myself is, at the start, I'd have to moderate. Then as I've tapered down the food volume, I've been able to abstain from fit things. So I've been a bit of both in a way. Um, but I'd say for me now, like the majority of my, my lifespan for the rest of whatever it is, hopefully quite long, um, I'd say, yeah, I'm going to have to abstain from these things. Um, the reason being is your gut microbiome will adapt to whatever you have done for a period of about the last six weeks. Um, now, if, for example, you're saying, okay, I'm, you know, I want to be like Colt and Jonathan and Mark, and I want to abstain and not eat these foods. Okay. Um, 
if you have a wedding coming up and you're like, oh, I'm going to have some cake and say that's eight weeks away, your body's going to be trashed by the time you eat that. So I just think you have to choose one of the ways of doing it, which makes sense to you. So it has to be appropriate. If you know you're going to go off the rails, you have to make sure you have that built-in tolerability to these foods. Um, so in that instance, you might say, well, I'm not going to have a cake every every week, but maybe every 10, 14 days, I'll have you know, a small bag of popcorn or something. Or you'll pick a less damaging sort of plant food, so to speak. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it for that kind of point. Um, yeah, you might have some questions on that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and no, I perfectly, I, I completely agree with you, Jonathan. I mean, I, I had um, I had a client do this now, I'd say about two weeks ago. She went off to a wedding and she told me what she was going to do. She said she wanted to have a piece of cake and she was doing pretty much carnivore for me for about four months, maybe four or five months. And I told her exactly what's going to happen. I said, listen, the next day you're going to be heavy, heavily bloated. You're not going to feel good. You're going to have the headaches. You might have the traumas. You might be a bit, a little bit angry. And pretty much every one of them happened. She woke up the next day. She was bloated. It, it looked like she gained like 10 pounds. She was really, really bad. But the problem was it lasted for two weeks. Like mm. it, that, that, that inflammation was in her body for, for nearly 10 to 14 days. And she couldn't understand why the scales went up so high. Like I think, as I said, I think she gained about 9 or 10, or 10, 9 or 10 pounds in water. And she was really heavily bloated. And it was kind of like she took one step forward and two steps back. Um, and as I said, she looked, she looked horrendous, absolutely horrendous on her progress. Like she didn't look anywhere near the progress the day before. She was, very, she was very, very thin. You could see her abs, good shape, very, very tight. But the, the, the effect she, that piece of cake had on her was huge, huge. And you could see that for her, even though she wanted to be a moderator and she wanted to add certain foods in here and there, she wanted to have a few drinks for her husband here and there. I, I kept on saying to her, like, listen, it's not possible. Like, if you, you need to be, if you're going to be strict, you need to be doing this pretty much for the rest of your life because, like, these foods are making you feel amazing. You're, you're, you're looking great. You're feeling great. You know what I mean? Everything in your life is improving, like, hugely. And you're pretty much thrown that all away by just going out. Because when I asked her, like, did you did you really really want that cake? And she was like, No, I just wanted it. Just I just wanted to have it because everybody else was having it. And I was like, Well, you you didn't want to have it, so why did you have it in the first place? And it was it was because of all that pressure she had in the room. Everybody else was having it. Everybody else was just right beside her having a piece of cake, and she just didn't want to. She wanted to be involved in all of that, um, which was understandable. But it's just. It's, it, it needs to be like you have to be in a situation where it's either you're going to be sticking to it to moderation or you're going to be pretty much eliminating these foods pretty much for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, just a quick point on that. You have to always tell yourself, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. The last time I did this, my body sent me all the reasons not to do it again. That's kind of how I've got to the point where I'm now where people are like, oh, how can you, you know, I, like if you look at my macronutrient intake, 99 plus percent of what I eat is through carnivore animal foods. Um, the rest of it might be artificial sweeteners, you know, whatever. Um, how dare herb you? Herb spices. How dare me? Yeah. How dare you? But the thing is, I'm stricter than virtually everyone I speak to online. Mm. The, the vast majority of people don't get the full effect of the diet because they're not true to the diet. That's why, mm. yeah. that's why I'm coming from it for the standpoint that yes some people are moderators and they can do just fine but if you want to get all the effect you have to abstain mm. and you have to make sure you have words for yourself every time you go off that diet and you have an infringement your body will give you a signal not to do it again it will say pack it in we talked about this we should not do this again <laughs> you know I can, I, i've got I that quite off bar k just so you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay that's, good. that's a good one it sounds witty oh and 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 mark mark what's just one thing real quick pal uh we, we need to make sure that we apologize to Sally for talking about her wedding experience on, on the, on the air. So I'll, I'll make a note to do that afterwards. Right. <laughs> just no, I was just going to say, like, I remember Jonathan saying to me, I don't know whether it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I think he went off, I think it was his, his daughter's birthday and he had a piece of cake. And the next day he said he was very, very angry. I can't remember. Am I getting that right, Jonathan? You just didn't feel yeah, good. That, it makes me feel like trash. It makes me feel yeah. down, miserable. And yeah, I, I this is one way that I look at it. Yeah. I, I like, I say this to everyone, and I think they don't quite get it. Every single time you eat something you're not meant to eat, 
record down, write down how your body feels and how your mind feels before, during and after. What you'll find is if you sum all that up, you'll feel worse as a net net total. You'll actually feel worse for eating that food. And if you continuously do that, you're just going to put yourself in a worse and worse state. Yep. So that's my argument to people. And people come back to me and they say, oh, you know, um, yeah, but I need to try it. Yeah, if you can have a slice of cake. The thing is, people like me, perhaps Colt, perhaps you as well, Mark, I don't know. We most, can't just most, have most a slice people, of cake. Most people can't do it. I, I agree. No, most, most definitely not. You know, so well, I'll, just I'll, say I'll, no. I'll go, I'll go deeper than that. I've, I've, met, I've met and coaxed a lot of people that were going through a lot of dark times in their life. Depression, anxiety, like a lot of shit, a lot of bad shit in their life. And it had and what these people were actually doing, they were actually doing, they were doing the training, they were doing the walking, but it wasn't doing anything for them at all because they were going home, they were constantly putting sugar into their bodies, they were feeling, feeling like shit, they were actually on the verge of doing something stupid to themselves. And I think that's another very important because when you look at the, when you look at the world now, there's so many people now that are very, very young, taking their lives, very, very young. And I've seen it. Like you're talking about kids. And it all starts from what you put in your body. I don't care what anybody else says. If, you, if, if you're putting the wrong shit in your body, your, your mind is all messed up straight away. It's all messed up. And then if you're going from one stressful situation into another stressful situation, and you think you can fix that stressful situation by just going to the gym, that's probably the worst thing you can do because you haven't fixed the internal part first. Yeah. Dude, guess what, guess what Wendy said this morning on, um, on our check-in? Let me, let me, let me, let me pull it up. She goes, cause I, cause I wrote, I wrote this down. This was definitely a journal moment, but uh first Corinthians six twenty for, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. Um, food shouldn't be viewed as entertainment. Food is fuel for your body. If you believe that it's a temple, if you believe that it's something special, then why would you abuse it at the expense of entertainment? There's a lot mm -hmm. better way. You know, you know, what's you know, what's entertaining is, is 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 seeing the scale go down if that's your goal um is you know you know it's you know it's entertaining is winning a trophy <laughs> you know it's you know it's entertaining is um being able to be a better business person being able to be a better dad um all my times where i've had like a really bad attitude in the past it's all it, i've i've always i've always correlated it to with with my diet i'm serious if i'm on a high carbohydrate diet i'm just i'm just moody i'm irritable i'll have a lot of energy then i'll have no energy i'll have a lot of energy and i'll have no energy um being able to have a more consistent peace of mind and being able to get more out of my bible studies being able to get more out of my journaling being able to learn better be more cognitive and just live and feel better every day um that's what that's what i think that um that's what i think that verse was getting to and so we had a good chat about that this morning um, let's see, you said something earlier, uh, Jonathan, about, um, finding what's realistic for you too. And correct me if I'm, if, if, if I'm misinterpreting this, but, um, uh, like for example, I had a, had a guy, I had a, had a guy this morning that, um, he's been having, he's been having a hard time. He's, he's great when he's at home. And then every time he goes out, he feel he feels pressured. Um, and no, nobody should have. How, how dare anybody tell you what you should and shouldn't put in your body if they're not a health coach, if they're not a nutritionist, if they don't know what they're talking about, and if and if they're saying, hey, you should eat this because everybody else is eating it. We're all having tacos. Why are you ordering the taco salad? You know, he was concerned. He was concerned about or about ordering the taco salad because he didn't be, want to be the one guy that wasn't eating carbs. Nobody cares. I guarantee nobody at that table would have cared. And at the end of the day, we need to, as health practitioners and as coaches, we need to be setting the example, but in a loving way, right? It's never judgmental, but just the fact, I mean, whoever orders a salad at, at, at a table, um, I don't know, whenever I see someone ordering a salad, even if that person doesn't look like they're in shape, I just get a smile on my face. I'm, 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 I'm like, good for you. You, you know, and, and when I say salad, I don't mean I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating plants or fiber or anything. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I mean is like usually that's the the, the least damaging option when you're at something like a Mexican restaurant, right? Um, yeah. and, and, I, and I and I told him I was like, dude, if you want the tacos, eat the tacos. It's probably like thirty or forty grams of carbs. Like it's not a lot. You're not like you'll gain a little bit of water. It's not going to set back your progress at all. You're totally fine doing that. And he's like, no, like I. I know, I know, I know, I know that it's, I know it's going to throw me off and I, and I, and I, and I really just should have stuck to the salad, but I gave in because everybody else was, and I'm like, dude, you, 
no nobody should have no, no nobody should nobody else should influence the way that you're treating your body from a health perspective that's a that's a boundary that just should not be crossed and if and and, and, if, and if it does cause anybody to say anything then i would i, I would i would suggest those are probably people that you don't need to spend much time around life life mm -hmm. life, life life is life life is too short I got 16 people that I'm training right now that all think exactly the same way that we do on all this stuff. And they're, and they're, and they're, and they're some of the best friends that I have. Um, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't change who, it doesn't change who I am when I, when, when, when I, when I go to other social events, it is, you know, I was, I was at, I was at, a, I was at a barbecue for our church last week. What did I do? I brought meat. <laughs> I brought, I brought food that I like to eat. And what do you do when, and, and what, what happens when you bring meat to a social gathering or, or, or to, or, or to a potluck or something, you're the hero. Everybody else is everybody else is grabbing crackers and cheese and just like whatever, whatever last minute and uh, you know uh, filler stuff, um, uh, pastries, um, bread, whatever. Okay, that's the easy stuff to do. But okay, we're all carnivores. You put in a little bit of extra effort and be and be the one that brings something cool and brings something to share. I had people asking all kinds of questions like, "Whoa, why 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 is the beef that you're eating so fatty? What you put you 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 mix pieces of steak inside the burgers?" with duck eggs wow i've never heard of that before this is really good what'd you season it with nothing no seasoning just salt you guys you guys know me but you can you can add value to social and to, to social environments like that instead of being the one that has to kill everybody's fun yeah yeah 100%. yeah i agree Definitely. i think there's, there's ways to get around it like like what colt said you know if a situation where you're bringing your own food it doesn't mean you can't still join the gathering maybe it's a what if I went to like a vegan event? Fine, I might go to a vegan event, but I'll bring my own bloody burgers and cheese and pickled eggs and stuff. You know, they can deal with it. It's not it's not my job to cater for them. They have to cater themselves. Um, I mm -hmm. think I think kind of what underpins this whole this whole little talk here is be your own advocate. You know, you can't you can't force everyone to do what you want them to do. Um, and people always right. want to tell you you can't do something because they can't do it themselves. And they see you achieving and they don't want that they don't like that and oftentimes it sounds vicious and harsh but the reality is we are an evolving race and people don't want to see you better than them especially when it comes to men Absolutely. i don't know about you guys but when i'm when yeah. i'm in the gym with some guys i like look at me thinking oh this guy's wearing a carnival t-shirt he's not eating calves he's he's gonna shrivel up and be small meanwhile mm -hmm. i feel like the most out of everyone it's like come on <laughs> i'm clearly onto something here like <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. and that, at the end of the day I just make it brief. At the end of the day, you're doing this for you. It's your journey. That's it. Like you're the one that wants to get healthy. You're the one that wants to look a certain way. You know what I mean? Once you have that in your mind, nobody else is fucking. Nobody else is. Nobody's actually gonna give a shit. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like. I've always had a strong mindset. Like, if I'm going out for a restaurant or a wedding or whatever, like if, if I'm not happy with the food, I'll bring my own food. But I'll always check the menu before I go there, so I'll always make sure this food that I'm actually going to enjoy. And, and that's not that's not uh, that's not because it only happened probably in the last year and a half. I've always been like that. I like Linda would tell you, I'm very very picky when I go out to eat. I I always have to make sure that the food is clean. Even when I was eating carbohydrates a few years ago, I'd, I'd make sure I make sure the rice has nothing on it. The baked potato was just baked potato. There was no oil on it. All that stuff. I made sure I was very very particular with my food. And people would look at me and saying like. He's, 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 he's going out, he's mentally enjoying himself. Like, why is he not having dessert? Why is he, why is he not uh, uh, getting, like, more sauces and all that? And my plate used to be just, just basic food, like vegetable, a carbohydrate, and a bit of protein. And that was it. That's all I had. Um, and I think it was because I, got, I just had this, um, this relationship with food back then that I just I wanted to look a certain way. And I knew that if I, if I eat this way, I will, I will feel that way and I will look that way. And I've always wanted, if I would rather, I would rather feel and look my best pretty much every day instead of waking up the next day feeling like crap and the weight just piles on just like that. Very, very well said. Um, I got two quick callbacks, if that's all right. <laughs> um, er, er, earlier, Jonathan, you, you were talking about um, this, this, was, this was brilliant advice is journal and, and write, write down how you feel after you ate did you enjoy what you ate and and would you eat it again? Um, to quote one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Jim Gaffigan, he goes, I've never eaten a Hot Pocket and then been like, I'm glad I ate that. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I know, and I know it's it, it, it should be obvious, but how many times have we all fallen off the wagon? 
or how many times if you're a listener, if you're if you're trying to beat alcohol, if you're trying to like uh, cut cut caffeine, whatever it is, and 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 you're like, am I ever going to get past this? Am I am I am I am I ever, am I ever going to overcome this? Am I ever going to be able to say no? And when when you when you when you do say no, and when you realize that you have control over what you decide to eat and what you don't decide to eat. Um, that can be a lifelong journey for some people, depending on what your habits have been like up to that point. But the confidence and the discipline and what that does to yourself, image coming after that, um, I think is extremely invaluable. One more thing, Mark, earlier you mentioned something about, uh, oh yeah, I wrote down that, dude, uh, you you read minds like a Jedi, <laughs> like, like, a, like a Jedi Knight, dude. Um, you can tell a, uh, you can tell a mile away exactly, a mile away. We're on opposite ends of the planet, so that's a lot more than one mile. <laughs> um, and and you ca you called me out last week on on my own attitude because it was when it was when uh, my my own cutting and my own diet. I cut I cut back a little bit too hard because I'm going to be stepping on stage in what four or five days now. <laughs> I got one or two workouts left, and then a rest day, jumping on a plane, and then going to fly in Seattle and guest posing. So, um, yeah, last last week is what last week is when I stopped cutting. I was cutting for um, I was I was cutting for really only one week or two. My satiety signals got me down about four weeks out to where I was um, almost stage ready. And then to get from 199 down to 195, I did have to, to to incorporate a little bit of low intensity cardio and track everything to a T and actually stop eating when I was still hungry. I never recommend doing that. That's a very very easy way to uh, awaken an old eating disorder. Um, I told my I told my wife I, I was like I was like look this is what this is what I'm doing this week I'm actually going to cut hard because um, I do because I, I do I do want to be presentable as a guest poser and uh, and then and then last week it just got to a point to where it wasn't worth it I was like if I have to do this a couple more days I can do it I did it last year I got way leaner than I than I than I am right now I was shredded to the bone I, I don't want to get to that point again anytime soon i don't think anybody wants to see me at that point anytime soon most people say i look better now than i did my last competition season anyway and so what's the point that this is this is it would be it would have been selfish for me at that point to continue that and you flat out called me out dude and 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 and, and that's everything that you said was, was was what i needed to hear so um when you were when when you were describing that like 20 minutes ago um, in terms of having, in terms of having to understand what your limits are, um, having, having a coach is extremely valuable. And I just want to thank you for being that person in my life, um, right now. And I, when, when, when I, when I do need it. So you guys, you guys are incredible, both of you. Um, one more, one, one more thing is, oh yeah. Um, you were, you were, you were talking about coffee earlier, Jonathan, and, uh, back to illumination and, and moderation. Um, Got a guy that loves his coffee. I have a handful of people that love, love their coffee. I'm like, should I cut it out? Should I not? Like, you cut caffeine 100%. Um, I did, but for me, it was an addiction. It's like it's like sugar. I just I I I, I know I know my limits. I know that if I have any caffeine at all, um, it's it, it owns me, and that's not okay. It's not okay if there's a substance or a supplement or anything in my life that owns me outside of my God that 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 that, 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 that runs my life. Um, and I realized when I cut caffeine that that backfired so bad, my withdrawal symptoms were so bad that that proved to me that it was an addiction and that it was controlling aspects of my life. And so I just decided to cut it out altogether. I was also consuming north of 200 grams of caffeine a day and, 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 and abusing uh, pre-workouts for years and years and years. And so that just kind of had to stop. But, but for him, I said, okay, um, if you're if, if let, let's 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 fix one thing at a time again to your point jonathan instead, instead of trying to go from standard american diet to absolutely perfect um, <laughs> leave coffee in <laughs> like it's not gonna kill you yeah it has oxalates in it and it's and it has caffeine but i mean um there's a lot of people that argue it's a, it, that, that, that it's a health food i still don't know where i stand on coffee to be completely honest i was like leave that in dude leave leave in leave in the peanut butter, leave in the raspberries. I know you like these things. Um, if, if, if you're, if you're still adherent, the other 95% of the time you're doing great, bro. Mm -hmm. so, that my, so that was my advice to him. Um, and then, and then, and then yesterday's consultation, um, again, from, from, go, from going from moderating, uh, 
to eliminating if that's if that's the goal i just asked her because i didn't know if she was a moderator or, or an eliminator and so i just said okay so here's what your diet looks so far okay here's what all your favorite foods are what if i told you that your diet would look like mine and if you're eating like pretty much the same thing that i eat every day and i showed her my meal plan and she hesitated i didn't even let her finish i was like that told me everything that i need to know okay your meal plan is going to look like this so she's eating bacon duck eggs canned tuna avocado ezekiel bread um so there we go there's some carbs in there it's uh, sprouted grain bread less and less anti-nutrients than like what uh normal bread has um salmon for dinner and then her and then her dessert before bed because she's training fasted in the morning is uh, oats oat milk and blueberries she's lactose intolerant hence the oat, oat milk so then she trains fasted in the morning she's burning fat throughout the day and then she refills her glycogen stores um kind of closer to bedtime so that was our advice there is there anything that you guys would have recommended that I told her differently? <laughs> no, at the end of the day, if that's what she likes doing, then you can't pretty much argue against that, really, in fairness. Hey, podcast, we really apologize for what you're about to hear right now. There's a couple swear words, nothing too crazy, but the bigger problem is Mark's microphone. Uh, yeah, we don't know what happened to it. There's a bunch of annoying background noise, so hopefully it doesn't make it too annoying to where you have to tune out. But if you do, won't be offended. Catch you on session number 14. Yeah. I think it's someone that you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think at the end of the day, life is too short. And if, the, if people want to have a few berries in the diet, people want to have coffee in the diet, then, I mean, at the end of the day, it's their life. And that's what they want to enjoy. And if, if they're doing probably about 96, probably 97% of the diet is perfect. If they want to have the coffee, if they want to have the few berries, if they want to go out and have a meal with their other half, then, I mean, who are we to say, listen, you can't do that? I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be in a selfish position to say that to anybody. Never. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life. I, you can we as coaches can guide you on what we think is good for you but yep. at the end of the day like as i said life is too short it could, it could be gone tomorrow so you've just got to be and at the end of the day if you if you if you have like most of your diet pretty much on point and the only thing that's wrong with your diet is a cup of coffee and you're and then someone says to you listen you have to take coffee out of your diet to be perfect i'm like no listen have the coffee yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and whoever tells them that coffee is not okay, I'd be like, okay, dude, show me your meal plan. What do you yeah. eat every day? Oh, I exactly. eat this. this yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all rubbish. All rubbish. No, I, I like, I, I would have probably made the odd bit of coffee here and there. I'm not, I'm not mad on it. Um, I don't even have it if I really need it, which is very, very rare. Um, but for me, I just, I feel, I feel way better without it. I have better. Like, as I, I think I've mentioned this many, many times, as long as I have good sleep the day four and I'm fed pretty much the night four, um, then I'm going to have a good, I'm going to have a good day the next day. Um, I'm not going to rely on a stimulant ever. I just, I like the taste of it. And I am going to go towards a coffee. It will always be a decaf because, of, because of that reason, I don't need a stimulant to pretty much, I don't want that crush. I don't want any headaches. You know I mean? I just want to just have a cup of coffee because it tastes nice and that's pretty much it. Brilliant. Absolutely. I think we're, I think we're getting, I think we're getting close to the end of the hour guys. Jonathan, how's your, how's your back been doing? Um, honestly, it's F U C K. What people don't know is that as I record this right now, I'm you actually lying down. Earlier. Which, you, uh, can, you said the F word earlier. You can say, it okay. Again. Uh, my, my back's actually not too bad, but my, my right hip is absolutely royally fucked. Um, <laughs> it's the worst pain imaginable. And I feel like someone's jabbed a, a knife through it. And yeah. they've severed out every single nerve that I've got in my whole leg. Um, so it's agonizing. Um, so, yeah, it was all good fun. But I tried to manipulate my training and tried to get what I can get done in the gym. Um, diet yeah. seems to be on point. As long as I stick to it, it's not getting any worse. So, you know. But now, but now look at the gift that you have of being able to give people hope that are going through similar debilitating issues like, like, like what you've experienced, you know. You've, you've 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 been able to help me in more in more in more ways that I can even begin to explain with um with how with how to work on my back issues. Doing, yeah, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, how to how to how to how to how to work your legs and your back without loading the spine. It's hard. Yeah, I had a lady actually consult with me, I think it was yesterday, and have she's now bought all my stuff as you know people do, but um and she's like I never really thought it'd make that much difference. And she's like tapered in and out of the diet, and I'm like, honestly, um, 
as much as I like to be friendly and appease people and sort of um, you know try to give them the the answers that kind of comfort what they want to think and feel about diet, I said, look, if you want to get the results, you're going to have to work your ass off on this. You can't just take the piss. Every time you take the piss, you guarantee that you're not optimizing what you're doing. Mm. And the same the same is true for everyone. Like I know Mark works with lots of women with. PCOS and diabetes and things like that and different health conditions. I'm sure you do as well, Colt. Arthritis, perhaps. You know, I, you I, have I, to take I, it seriously. I do. I just ask Mark every anytime they ask me one of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or honestly, all my clients near enough have at least one autoimmune disease, if not in some cases up to about five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of people in this space are diseased and ill to some state. So I'm glad people like Mark and you, yourself, Colt, can. Give me some ideas of things perhaps I haven't tried of them. Give them some good advice. Um, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm a nutritionist, so I can give some ideas about what we should do with the diet and hopefully it gets them a bit closer towards their goals. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, that, I, think that's the, I think that's the one thing that we can take away from this podcast is I think every one of us here are in this pretty much to help as many people as possible. I know that's where I'm in for. I've always been in this to try and get as many people as healthy as possible, get them out of the situation that they're uncomfortable with, get, get people that are going to the doctors and getting the wrong information, saying there's no hope for them. There is hope for you. There's three coaches yeah. right here. That are, there's three coaches right here that can get you in shape. There's no yeah, doubt my mind. People in the carnivore. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm just this this may not be appropriate to say. It's definitely not appropriate because I just interrupted I just interrupted you. I apologize. Can you forgive me for that? Go ahead, man. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would argue that any doctor that tells you that there's no hope, um, what, no, no, hope, no, hope from, no, no, no hope for you for, for overcoming your disease or no hope for him in selling you medication that he was hoping to sell you in the first place? Yeah, mm. and I, I 100%, definitely, you hit the nail on the head there, Cole. There's, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Um, I, put, I put a post up there, I think it was yesterday, of a lady that I'm working with at the moment. When I came, when she came to see me, she was over 30 stone. She's a big, big woman. She couldn't, she couldn't even get off the chair. She's a big, big woman. And her doctor was saying to her, listen, there's no hope for you. No hope for you whatsoever. You're going to be on- you're gonna be punch on, that doctor in the face, dude. You're going to be on, you're gonna be on a medication for the rest of your life and you're just going to sit there and die. And I'm like- What an asshole. No, no, it's not going to happen. What a heartless asshole to say And that. you know what, and you know what we, and. To this day, you no, know, I'd say about two months into that, we never did any exercise whatsoever because she couldn't do it. She couldn't get up on her feet. She wouldn't be able to walk the stairs. She's putting too much um, impact on her joints, so she wouldn't have been able to do it. So we just cleaned, we just cleaned up the diet and brought our food down. But we, I made sure she was full. I made sure she was eating and she was not. She was never hungry at all. And the weight came off her just like that. And to this day now, she's, I think she's lost five stone in the last couple of months, but she's getting there. It's going to be a long, long, like John, John, uh, Jonathan said, it's going, to be, it's going to be a long hurdle for her, but she will get there because there's no doubt in my mind. And she looks at it now, she's like, if I don't do this now, I could be dead within a year. Yeah. And I think that's more important. She realizes now that I've got a family, I've got responsibilities now, I've got to look at, like you mentioned, Cole, I need to look at food now as fuel. I, I can't look at it as a pleasure anymore. I need to look at this food, what this food is actually doing for me, what it's doing for my body. I'm looking at the food now and it's doing amazing things. I feel great. The weight's coming down. I, I'm, I'm able to do my walk and now. So you look at all these benefits and all these positives. You're looking at it and saying, well, your doctor told you fucking a few months ago you, couldn't, you weren't able to do this. And now you are able to do this. Same with like diabetes. I've, I've reversed diabetes, I'd say, about four or five times in the last two years and doctors are looking at these patients and saying listen whatever he's telling you to do you need to stop doing it and you're like what you know what i mean like this this diet is going to kill you you need to go off this diet but you, you should go back you should go back on the fucking site that you're eating that made you ill in the first place just doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense and these are these are the people that we trust somebody's got a hidden agenda is what it sounds like you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, as I said, it's just all we can do is just keep on doing what we have, keep doing what we do every day and just try and get our name out there and just try and educate. As I said, it's a, it's a big, it's a big industry, but I'm pretty sure the more, and that's why I, I mentioned at the very, very beginning with the, with the carnivore 
thing with, with Stephen. I think it was a massive, massive thing for all of us. Because like Jonathan said, and he mentioned that Sean Baker, we all have an input. You know, I mean, we're all, we all have um, a responsibility as coaches to try and get people as healthy as possible. 100%. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good time to wrap it up. All right. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, I understand you can't watch it because it's a podcast, of course. So, Mark caught myself on the note that um, Mark was mentioning earlier about consultations and things. We do offer private one-to-one consultations. The information for all of this is in the podcast show notes below. Um, please make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Share with a friend if you found it useful. We'll check in with you next week on session number 14 of Carnivore Coaches Corner. Later, Cheers, everybody. guys. Thank you.